Next Chapter Podcasts. If you like this show, you may also like Illuminations and Measure for Measure. Illuminations is a new series from the Ministry of Ideas, the Templeton Foundation, and Harvard Divinity School about religion and science. Illuminations tells the stories about the Dalai Lama's love for quantum mechanics, UFOs, and Mormonism, and how the theology of original sin may have caused the scientific revolution. Measure for Measure is a limited series about the measurements that size up our world and comprise the fundamental grammar of our lives. Listeners will find that the boundaries between religion, science, data, and culture are wondrously blurry, and that human beings are fundamentally a species seeking truth. Look for Ministry of Ideas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get this show. Next Chapter Podcasts, in collaboration with Fiasco Theater, presents the Play On podcast series, Measure for Measure. Episode 7, A Proposal for the Greater Good. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Let your own intellect judge what is true, and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view. Is this the witness, Friar? Uh, Your Grace. But first, let her remove her veil, and then she may speak. Pardon, my lord. I will not show my face until my husband bids me. What? Uh, What, are you married? No, my lord. Are you a maid? No, my lord. A widow, then? Neither, my lord. Why, you are nothing, then, neither maid, widow, nor wife? Oh, my lord, she may be a whore. For many of them are neither maid, widow, nor wife. Silence that fellow! I wish he had cause to defend himself. All right, my lord, jeez. My lord, I do confess I am not married, and I confess besides that I am no maid. I have known my husband, yet my husband knows not that ever he knew me. Oh, he was drunk then, my lord, right? There's nothing for it. In the name of silence, I wish you were too. Okay, good enough then, my lord. (laughs) This is no witness for Lord Angelo. Now I come to it, my lord. She that accuses him of fornication, with the same charge accuses my husband. And specifies a time, my gracious lord, when I will swear I had him in my arms making love. She charges other men? Not that I know. No, you said your husband. Just so, my lord. And that is Angelo, who knows not that he ever knew my body, but knows he thinks that he knows Isabel's. This is a strange lie. Let me see your face. My husband asks me. Now I will unmask. This is the face, O cruel Lord Angelo, that once you swore was worth looking upon. This is the hand which with a vowed contract was fast locked inside yours. This is the body that stole from you your tryst with Isabel and slept with you inside your garden house in her imagined person. Do you know this woman? Carnally, she says. Sir, no more. I'm sorry, enough, my lord. My lord, I must confess I know this woman. Five years ago, there was some talk of marriage between myself and her. It was broken off, in part because the dowry I was promised came short of our agreement, but in chief because her reputation was defamed in rumors and lewd jests. What? This past five years, I never spoke, nor saw, nor heard from her upon my faith and honor. Noble prince! As light 
comes from the heavens and words from breath as there is sense in truth and truth in virtue. I am promised this man's wife as strongly as words can make up vows. And my good Lord, but last night in his garden house, he knew me as a wife. If it's not true, then do not let me rise up from my knees, but be forever fixed upon this ground, a marble monument. I smile till now. Now, my good Lord, give me scope of justice. My patience is wearing thin. I perceive these poor, demented women are no more than instruments of someone else more powerful who sets them on. <laughs> give me leeway, my Lord, to find this intrigue out. With all my heart, and punish them as highly as you please. You foolish friar and you pernicious women all conspired together. Think you that your oaths, though they would swear down each and every saint, could testify against his worth and credit who is sealed in my esteem? Lord Aeschylus, mm -hmm. sit with my friend and lend him your kind help to unearth this abuse and whence it sprang. There is another friar set them on. Let him be sent for. Oh, I wish that he were here, for he indeed has set the women on in this complaint. Your provost knows the place where he resides, and she can fetch him. Do it instantly. Aye, my lord. And Aeschylus, my noble, authorized friend, it is critical you hear this matter out. Do with your offenders as you deem best. Dispense punishment. Now I, for a while, will leave you, but do not stir until you've well decided upon these slanderers. And thoroughly. Thank you. Thank you. Signor Lucio, did you not say that you know this friar Lodovic? Lodovic. Lodovic, to be a dishonest person. <sighs> Cacullus non facet manachum. What? The cowl does not make the monk, and the monk has spoken most villainous slander of the duke. We entreat you to remain here until he comes. Invoke his slander against him. We'll find this friar to be a notorious fellow, I'm certain. Mm -hmm, as any in Vienna, on my word. Isabel, come forward once again. I wish to speak with you. Please, Lord Angelo, allow me yes. to ask the questions. You will see how I'll handle her. Well, not better than he did by her own report. What was that? <gasps> Your Honor, here comes the rascal friar I spoke of, here with the provost. He made good time. Lucio, do not speak to him until we call upon you. Mum. Come, Friar Lodovic. Lodowick. Lodowick. Did you set these women on to slander, Lord Angelo? Excuse me, yes, yes, uh, blessings to you. They have confessed you did. Well, this is false. <gasps> how dare you? Do you know where you are? Uh, respect to your great place. Even the devil, at times, we honor before his burning throne. Uh, where is the duke? It's he should hear me speak. The duke's in us, and we will hear you speak. See you speak truthfully. <laughs> well, boldly, at least. But, oh, poor souls, come you to seek the lamb here from the fox? Bid farewell to justice. Is the duke gone? Well, then your justice is gone. The duke's unjust to thus reject your true, honest appeal and put your trial into that villain's hands whom you came to accuse. This is the rascal. He's the one I spoke of. Excuse me? Why, you unreverend and unholy friar. It's not enough. You incited these women to blame this worthy man, but with false tongue, and here before his very eyes and ears to call him villain, and to furthermore attack the duke himself, call him unjust. But to take him away, and to the rack with him. We'll pull you joint from joint till you confess. What unjust! Why, don't be so hot. The Duke dares no more stretch my finger than he dares to rack his own. His subject I am not, nor of the province. Business in this state made me an onlooker here in Vienna, where I have seen corruption boil and bubble and overrun the stew. 
Laws for all faults, but faults so tolerated, the best laws stand like a spittoon in a barber's shop, as much for mock as mark. Slander the state! Away with him to prison! What can you swear against him, Signor Lucio? Is this the man that you told us of? Mm, it is he, my lord. Come here, good man Baldhead. Do you know me? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember you, sir, by the sound of your voice. I met you at the prison during the absence of the duke. Oh, did you now? And do you remember what you said of the duke? Um, uh, most particularly, sir. Oh, do you, sir? And is the duke the fornicator, fool, and coward that you reported him to be? Well, you must, sir, confuse me with yourself if you make those out to be my remarks. You said these things of him, and much, much worse. What, why, you damnable fellow? Did I not pinch you in the nose for your speeches? I, I assure you that I love the duke as oh. I do love myself. Hear how the villain closes now after his treasonable abuse of me. Where is the provost? Oh, Such a fellow can't be spoken to. Away with him to prison. Get him out of here. Where is the provost? Lay fetters and irons upon him. Let him speak no more. <laughs> Away with those wenches too and with that other friar. How you like me now, huh? Uh, come, sir. Uh, wait, 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 ma'am. Uh, wait a while. What, does he resist? Help her, Lucio. Oh, come, sir. Come, sir. Oh, oh, oh. Come, sir. Come on. Do, Damnation, sir. Touch me. Why, do you bald-headed, lying rascal. Oh, uh, you'll hide beneath a hood, will you? Huh? Show your villainous face and a curse on it. Show your horse and face yep. and be come. hanged to the sir. death. Uh, come. Why won't this hood come off? <gasps> oh. Oh. Ah. 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 Well, you're the first fool to ever make a duke. First, provost. Yes. Let me bail these gentle three. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Speak not away, sir, for this friar and you will share some words and soon detain him. Oh, this may prove worse than hanging. Aeschylus. My lord. The things that you have said, I pardon. Now sit down. I'll switch places with you. <clears throat> and now, Angelo. Oh, my dread lord. Have you some words, some wit, or impudence that might redeem your case? And if you do, restrain yourself until my tale is told, and then you'll have your turn. I would be guiltier than my guiltiness if I thought I could be invisible when I see that your grace, like power divine, has looked upon my trespasses. Good prince, no longer hold tribunal on my shame but let my confession conclude my trial. Immediate sentence then and subsequent death is all the grace I beg. Come here, Mariana. My lord? Let's say, were you contracted to this woman? I was, my lord. Then take her now and marry her at once. You do the office, Friar Thomas, and once it's done, return him here again. Go with him, provost. Oh, come. My lord, I'm more amazed by his dishonor than all this strangeness. Come here, Isabel. Your friar is now your prince. And as before, fully dedicated to your business, my habits changed, but not my heart. I'm still attorney at your service. But pardon me, that I, your servant, have employed and pained your majesty. You are pardoned, Isabel. vested in me by the Holy Church and God Almighty. I now pronounce you man and wife. And now, dear maid, you must be frank with me. Your brother's death I know weighs on your heart, and you must wonder why I, in disguise, labored to save his life and did not rather make loud display of all my hidden power than let him so be lost. Well, gentle maid, 
It was the brutal swiftness of his death, which I thought would advance on slower foot, that dashed my purpose. May peace go with him. His life is a better life, past fearing death, than life which lives in fear. Make it your comfort that happy is your brother. I do, my lord. This newly married man approaching here, whose lecherous imaginings have so wronged your well-defended honor, you must pardon for Mariana's sake. But as he condemned your brother, his crime is a double violation of sacred chastity and promise breach, by which accounting for your brother's life, the mercy of our law cries out most loud and with raised voice from justice born to cry, and Angelo for Claudio, death for death. Haste pays with haste, and leisure answers leisure. Like suffers like, and measure for each measure. So, Angelo, your faults thus manifested, any denial will bring you no advantage. I now condemn you to that very block where Claudio stooped to death, and just as quick. Away with him. Most gracious lord, I I hope you will not mock me with a husband. Mariana, it is your husband mocked you with a husband. To guarantee the safety of your honor, I thought your marriage fit, else accusation that he had tainted you might mar your life and destroy future prospects. But for his wealth, although by confiscation it is the state's, I will endow and widow you with all. Buy you a better husband. Uh, My my dear lord, I crave no other nor no better man. No, do not crave him. We are definitive. Gentle, my leash. You do but waste your labor. Away with him to death. And now, sir, to you. Oh, my good lord. Sweet Isabel, take my part. Lend me your knees. And all my life to come, I'll lend you my own life to do you service. Against all logic, you appeal to her. If she knelt down for mercy for this man, her brother's ghost, his marble bed, would break and drag her hands in horror. Isabel. Sweet Isabel, I beg you, kneel with me. Isabel. Lift up your hands. Say nothing. I'll speak all. They say the best men are forged from their faults, and often they become much better men for their bad past. So too may my husband. Oh, Isabel, will you not lend a knee? He dies for Claudio's death. Most bounteous, sir. Look, if it please you, upon this man condemned as if my brother lived. I somewhat think a true sincerity governed his deeds until he looked on me. Since it is so, let him not die. My brother had justice in that he did the thing for which he died. For Angelo, his bad intent did not influence action and must be buried as an intent that perished by the way. Thoughts are not actions and intents are merely thoughts. Merely, my lord. Your suit's unprofitable. Stand up, please. Uh, I now recall another high offense. Provost, how came it Claudio was beheaded at that unusual hour? By command. And had you a special warrant for the deed? No, my good lord. It was by private message. And for this, I discharge you of your office. Give up your keys. Pardon me, noble lord. I thought it might be wrong, but was not sure, and yet I did repent. After reflection. For proof, I offer... There's a man in custody who should by private order else have died, who I have kept alive. And who is he? His name is Barnardine. (laughs) I wish you had done this for Claudio. Go fetch this man and let me look on him. Aye, my liege. I am sorry that one so learned and wise as you, Lord Angelo, have always seemed should slip so grossly 
both in heat of blood and, and lack of tempered judgment afterward. I grieve that I such sorrow have procured. So heavily it stabs my penitent heart that I crave death more deeply than mercy. It's what I deserve, and I pray for it. Where is Barnardine? Here he is, my lord. Get your hands off! Now, there was a friar that told me of this man. Sir, you are said to have a stubborn soul that comprehends nothing beyond this world and lives accordingly. (laughs) You are condemned, but for your earthly faults, I pardon all and pray you use this mercy to attempt at better times to come. Friar Thomas, advise him. I leave him in your hands. Come with me, my son. Though your oh sins God. be many, yet thank is God's you. love great enough for Thank you, Brian. Oh, my God, thank you. My Lord, there is another prisoner I have saved who should have died when Claudio lost his head, as similar to Claudio as himself. Here he is. Oh. <gasps> oh, Claudio! Is- Isabella! <laughs> if he looks like your brother, for his sake is he pardoned. <laughs> and for your lovely sake, give me your hand and say you will be mine. He'll be my brother, too. Huh? Uh, but I should wait. By now, Lord Angelo believes he is safe. I think I see a quickening in his eye. Well, Angelo, your evil's well repaid. See that you love your wife, her worth's as yours. I find a willing forgiveness in myself, and yet there is one here who I cannot pardon. Um... Yes, yes, you, sir. Me? Who called me fool, who called me coward, a man of lechery, an ass, a madman. (laughs) Pray, what have I done to you to deserve that you extol me thus? Faith, my lord, I spoke it as a joke. If you wish to hang me for it, you may, but I had rather, if it would please you, that I might be whipped. (laughs) Whipped first, sir, and hanged after. What? Proclaim uh, this, provost, all around the city. If any woman's wronged by this lewd oh, fellow, no, no, no. as I have heard him swear that there is one whom he got with child, no. let her appear, and he shall marry her. What? When the nuptial's done, he shall be whipped and hanged. I beseech your highness, do not marry me to a whore. Your highness said just moments ago, I made you a duke. My good lord, do not repay me by making me a cuckold. Upon my honor, you will marry her. Your slanders I forgive, and in addition, your other punishments. Take him to prison, and see how it will be done. Well, now, Hank, marrying a whore, my lord, is pressing to death, whipping and hanging all in one. And slandering a prince deserves it. Hey, well, let me just say one more thing. Will you get him out of here? Okay, don't, 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 She, Claudio, who you wronged, now marry. Thank you, my lord. Joy to you, Mariana. Thank you. Love her, Angelo. I have confessed her. And I know her virtue. I will, my lord. Thanks, good friend Aeschylus. (laughs) For your goodness, there is more that will express my gratitude. Thanks, provost, for your care and secrecy. I'll soon employ you in a worthier place. Thank you, sir. Forgive her, Angelo, who brought to you the head of Ragazine for Claudio's. The lie pardons itself. Yes, my lord. And... And dear Isabel. My lord. I have a proposal for the greater good, I hope. If you'll a willing ear incline, that what's mine will be yours, 
and yours will be mine. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. This time, it's time for all of this. All right. So, so let's go to the palace where I'll show all that has passed that all of you should know. podcast series Measure for Measure was translated into modern English verse by Aditi Brennan Kapil and directed by Jesse Austrian. The cast is as follows. Kimberly Chatterjee as Aeschylus, Juliet, and Mariana. Noah Brody as Pompey. Emily Young as Isabella and Mistress Overdone. Ben Steinfeld as Lucio and Froth. Andy Grotlucian as Duke. Tina Chillip as Provost and Francisca. Devin E. Hawk as Claudio, Barnadine, and Second Gentleman. Paco Tolson as Elbow, Aporson, Friar Peter, and First Gentleman. Paul L. Coffey as Angelo. Jesse Austrian as Receptionist and Miscellaneous Voices. Michael Goodfriend, Miscellaneous Voices. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and Text Coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton and Nat Cassidy. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Managing producer, Robert Capadona, Executive Producer, Michael Goodfriend. The Senior Manager of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcast is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series Measure for Measure is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts in collaboration with Fiasco Theater and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play on Shakespeare. Visit fiascotheater.com to learn more about their exciting upcoming productions and workshops. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by subscribing to Play on Premium at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, let your own intellect judge what is true and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view. Red Bull Theater, in association with Fiasco Theater, present The Night of the Burning Pestle by Francis Beaumont, running April 18th to May 14th, 2023, at the Lucille Lortel Theater. Tickets on sale soon. One of the first parodies of the English theater, this Elizabethan comedy is a joyful romp that celebrates our collective capacity to improvise and natural desire to be center stage. A play about the elopement of star-crossed lovers called The London Merchants is about to be performed when an unexpected interruption occurs. 
the actors adapt and invent a new story, an outrageous quest called The Night of the Burning Pestle, which takes over the stage in hilariously disruptive ways. Everyone shares in the triumph of love, adventure, and the anything-can-happen nature of live theater. Visit FiascoTheater.com for more information. Red Bull Theater, in association with Fiasco Theater, present The Night of the Burning Pestle by Francis Beaumont, running April 18th to May 14th, 2023 at the Lucille Lortel Theater. Tickets on sale soon. One of the first parodies of the English theater, this Elizabethan comedy is a joyful romp that celebrates our collective capacity to improvise and natural desire to be center stage. A play about the elopement of star-crossed lovers called The London Merchants is about to be performed when an unexpected interruption occurs. The actors adapt and invent a new story, an outrageous quest called The Night of the Burning Pestle, which takes over the stage in hilariously disruptive ways. Everyone shares in the triumph of love, adventure, and the anything-can-happen nature of live theater. Visit FiascoTheater.com for more information. Next Chapter Podcasts.